When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com. With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Studios. It's the Monganass St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota 7 o'clock hour. Come on in. The water is warm, really warm today, and you can text in to experience the warmth rush over your chests. Three one four eight eight one TMA five EDF group text inbox, and you can call in six three six nine zero zero four TMA, and of course uh, email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. and Doug, we have a new. Spot. We have a couple of new sponsors Who today. We have a couple new sponsors today, and this is going to make people very happy. Peter, what? Iggy Strodecast is now sponsored. It's oh, a sponsored it's item. Fabulous, fabulous. It's about time. I mean, well, don't be grumpy about it now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, don't, don't take the negative. There's spot. nobody in this city that nails this more than I do. I don't know oh, why people go to apps or your channel or two fox, four fox, five fox. When they're wrong half the time, and I've never been wrong. You've never been wrong on never a Never once. So people should come here for their weather. I agree with that. And Paramount Men's Medical Center is the one who figured it out. Uh, to eliminate problems in the bedroom, call 314-720-8210. Doug, 314-720-8210. Uh, one zero for a free, 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 free initial consultation, free first treatment, and free gift. Uh, it's brought to you by Paramount Men's Medical Center. Got ED or P? Enhance your performance in the bedroom and see instant results on your first office visit. Call 314-720-8210. Uh, Iggy Strodecast is now sponsored, Doug, and it's sponsored by Paramount Men's Medical Center, and it's free, too. 314-720-8210. How about that? Great. And the, good, and the good thing is uh, this. Am I doing it every day? Because if I am, I only got to do the weather of the day. I don't have to give you a 10-day forecast. Well, we don't want this to be a big inconvenience for you. No, I'm just, just come trying. come up with a little forecast. I'm just I'm letting people know. When you know. say come up with, it makes it sound like he's ad-libbing. Well, yeah, he is. Do you see anything in front of me? Do you see my phone in front of me? Look That's why I said you're ad-libbing. Lend, yes. lend no, itself to I, the ad-lib theory. It's not an ad-lib. I check my uh, Doppler every morning. But I don't have to look in an app. But if you want to do something today, get out. You want to go to a picnic? Yeah. That's what I would do. St. Gabriel's School picnic should have been 48 hours ago. 
but it wasn't, alas. So what what do we have for this week's uh, weather? Uh, this week is kind of spotty as far as showers, um, but the temperatures are slowly going to rise. Today is just a beautiful day. Like I said, you want to go fishing, you want to picnic, you just want to sit at the pool. It's going to be in the mid-70s, uh, may get up to 77, uh, but it's going to be sunny. Far cry from yesterday. Yesterday was a little chilly. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was. Rainy and legitimately cold. Yeah. I mean, today looks cold pic- for June. Picture perfect, though. Mid-70s. Chamber of Commerce, Jennings Randolph, yes. Jr. Yeah, but yeah. today's going to be perfect. And the rest of the week, uh, as we uh, get into the week, Wednesday, uh, partly cloudy for our baseball game. TMA Day at the Ballpark. Tickets available at tmastl.com. $30 tickets, dug to see the Cardinals and Giants rehash the 1987 NLCS. Yeah. A lot of bitterness still left over. Might the be the last, last day we get to see Ali Mormol in a Cardinal uniform. Oh, wow. I think. Well, if they lose three to San Francisco, see you later. Is that part of the Stroud Oh, they're not oh. No, well, we're going to look forward to, but uh, as far as sitting at the game, uh, mid-80s. It's going to be a nice day, and then almost 90 toward the end of the week, and it is June, so it should be that. Yesterday in the 60s, it was kind of stupid, but, uh, yeah, this week... Uh, <laughs> Paramount Men's Center said, we want to find out if the forecast is stupid. <laughs> Yesterday was stupid. Mm-hmm. It was just stupid for June. I mean, you get up in the morning, it was actually 70, and as you sit there, it just dropped all day. But uh, this week, it's going to get warmer, and uh, we'll be in the 90s by the weekend. But uh, a few spot showers, but it's going to be a nice week. Is there a lot of science involved in the strode cast? Uh, I just read my Doppler. I don't get out there with a telescope and look at the sky and see what the wind's doing and see what the... <laughs> Clouds are doing. Sky. That's how they predict the weather. Well, you can tell which way the sky. I mean, the clouds are going that way. I know which way the wind's out of. (laughs) Okay. So yes, there is quite a bit of science. (laughs) (laughs) So quite a bit. Yeah, that's a nice forecast. It may change tomorrow. I mean, if we're doing this every day, it could change. (laughs) I don't want to be a broken record. (laughs) (laughs) Just want the facts. That's all all we're providing here, so get involved. Your thoughts. 314-881-TMA5. Or you can call in 636-9004. The sponsor wants it. The sponsor texts me and says, make it rain tomorrow. I'll just say it's raining today. No. If I want to go to meteorology myself, I'd like to know the first thing you do is you get out of the telescope and you look at the sky. And that's all there is to it. For the wind. Yeah. Well, i got to check where the wind is. Okay. Can you see that in the telescope? Yes, you can. Yeah, if you can see the clouds. up at the sky, you can see which way the the wind's blowing. You know, if a couple stars move, it's a big wind. (laughs) Good thing I didn't go into that field because I don't get it. Uh, hey, Tim, I just tried to buy tickets to TMA Day at the ballpark, and it said no tickets are available. That's oh. from Sally Land. Is it a sellout? sellout? I, uh, I do not know sellout. on that. Uh, they, I believe it goes through the Cardinals. So um, I, will, uh, okay. I, will, I will screenshot this and send this to Jesse Kiowski. I think we should be throwing out the first pitch. You or all of us? I think all five of us. And five guys that never play will catch. Well, that's okay, right? You don't really care who catches the ball, do you? No, but you never have a good player. I mean, if you get to throw a ball out and that guy signs it, you get to throw a ball out, you're excited, and Plante comes out and catches the ball. Well, the whole thing is you're excited to be able to... You're honored, and they're honoring you to allow you to throw out the first pitch. Oh, the only one I want to have catch for me is Jordan Walker, the only one with any kind of value to it. Oh, for heaven's sakes. It, It almost feels like we're looking for the negative in everything! Would you go to the top of the mound or would you go to the bottom? Right to the top. 
Would you? Wouldn't you be afraid you wouldn't be able to get it there? I can throw a baseball 60 feet. I thought I could throw it 65 miles an hour and I got to 51. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I can throw it hard anymore, but I can throw a ball that far. Can't you? You can throw a ball 60 feet. Oh, I'm sure I could, but you get a little nervous out there, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, we all played ball. We were all athletes. I I didn't play baseball. <laughs> I was cut from everything. Not in, Not at all? Not Little League? Nothing? I mean, I did, but in terms of I was out there, I wouldn't say I was a denim jean dandelion picker. but no, I was, guy in right field. I was the tier, like, right above that. Oh, yeah. But you can throw a baseball, right? Of course I can. It's amazing to me how many people get out there and it looks like they've never thrown a ball of any kind their entire life. How I think get, I've thrown a baseball. How do you get through life as a male in this country and can't throw a ball? Yeah, guys, I mean, girls, I understand it. I mean, they may play softball underhanded to throw a baseball, but... Yeah, somebody like Baba Booey that looked like a four-year-old girl throwing a ball. I mean, that's just yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think you'd say no if you couldn't throw at all. you say, I appreciate the offer, but I don't want to embarrass What about myself. the one that happened last week? I forgot where it was, but he tried to throw, and it kind of looked like an athletic young male, and he tripped while throwing it and then yeah. just decided to just try the throw anyways while going to the ground and just... Like a foot. Gosh. That's just nerves. Consider yeah. one of the the worst first pitches ever. Like the golf playoff yesterday, just nervousness all over the place. Doug, do you sense nervousness between Tommy Tommy Fleet Fleet and I Nick had, Taylor? I didn't watch any of it. Ooh, wow. It actually was legitimately good. I did see the replay of the putt the guy made. Unreal. You want to hear, the, you want to hear the call? Uh, yes. Jim Nance had this in his God. pocket. Yeah, yeah this Plus one America was kind of actually embarrassing. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Patriotic but flag. Good pace. Are you serious? Oh my goodness! Glorious and free! <laughs> That's free. We're storming the 18th green now. They just tackled Adam Hadwin by the way, who was trying to approach. <laughs> His friend. We got hit by a big guy. Security too. did, not uh, knowing that's exactly who it was. But Canada has a conquering hero. Oh, come on. I like that hero. the pause and then Adam Hadwin got tackled by security. <laughs> you don't hear that too. I often. mean, there are hundreds of people rushing out there and just happen to pick a guy who's actually on tour. He was spraying champagne on them. Well, there weren't hundreds of people running out there. Were you? Did you watch it? Yeah, and they they started stopping them. But did you see all the people start running toward the green? Well, I mean, it was the it was the group of Canadian golfers and like his. Uh, but the fans started trying to get up there too. Oh, I didn't see fa fan fans were literally running on the green. Yeah, did you see all the people? On I the saw side? people running around like the course, but oh. not on the green. Well, I didn't think Hadwin got to the green. I thought he, well, started. he did. Oh, that's where he got laid out. Great form tackle too. Yeah, it, but he was spraying it with champagne, right? He was on his yeah. chest. I don't know the chest. He kept spraying even as he was going for the As he was <laughs> taken to. down, he was still spraying. Well, those people always run there. I'm surprised they haven't tackled a wife. Well, see, I follow Adam Hadwin's wife, who's great on Twitter, by the way. Um, and she had, she was loving every second of it. And that she was, that was a I good follow. That because I told you to on Friday? I actually did. I, I, I looked it up, and I was already following her. And I guess I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, they get banty back and forth with each other. It's funny. Oh, it is good. Yeah, that that was hilarious. The spraying of it as he's getting tackled. He's yeah. still trying to finish the, the bottle out. Is that a bit of an overreaction on the part of the security guy? I don't think so at all. 
Well, you've seen that before, right? In sporting events, somebody wins and they spray champagne. They don't start tackling everybody. That bottle is a weapon. Oh. Potential. I mean, I'm just saying. I. Well, it was a Canadian Mountie. <laughs> Mountie. That dude had great form, too. Like, that was a legit tackle. Well, I wonder if they'd had some threat called in or something that they were on high alert because you see a lot of craziness right there at the end of a golf tournament, but nobody ever gets laid out. Well, good point, Doug. Okay, we'll move on. No, I'm with you. I was. I got here's, uh, here's some honesty, Doug. Uh, I got no sleep, and I'm totally out of it, and I have no choice but to try to grind through it. But I am, oh. I am a weak, weak participant. Why in no sleep? Show. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes oh. I get. Well, the last couple of days I got great sleep, but last night I think I was up, and I don't even know. Two. I like that yesterday. I I couldn't find a hotel in Chicago less than two hundred dollars a night. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, I could have stayed in a youth hostel for 80, but... So why don't you do that? That's even some good stories. Uh, So you're not going to the concert? No, it was Saturday I went, but then I just drove home after the concert. Oh, this is Rush? Stopped three or four times, but... Just stopped, got a cup of coffee, stopped, just kind of got out of the car and stretched my legs and didn't want to fall asleep. Did you go with somebody? Was this a solo mission? No, I couldn't find anybody to go, so... um, I did see somebody on one of the Cure fan pages... No. Um, I wasn't looking for a date or wasn't looking if they were attractive. I was just looking for somebody that wanted to go and well, couldn't sure find a ticket. So there was this girl said, anybody have a ticket? I'm on StubHub, $800, $600. I don't have a lot of money. I just want to go for a good price and see my favorite band. And So I just reached out. I said, look, I'll sell you what the, it cost me, 100 bucks." Yeah, what'd she say? She was ecstatic. Are you 100 I said, yeah, just, uh, you know, we'll meet somewhere. Here's my number. I'll text you when I get to the venue and you can meet me well yeah i just took her so she met you in chicago well she was from chicago oh well so it kind of was a blind date in a way yeah it was just somebody i didn't know just oh was she i didn't really talk to her nice gal no she was fine all right she was like 15 driving there and back in one day that that's actually pretty impressive yeah i was a little i was a little apprehensive to after the show to drive home but what time did it end uh, like 11. Oh, God. That's actually a five-hour like, drive That's legit, that? dude. Like, that, that's a grind. I really wasn't tired. You know, you kind of hopped up after the concert. You know, you kind of... You're hopped up for a couple of hours, and then you get in the middle of the... Oh, that's why I stopped. Now you're not hopped that's up why I stopped. Went on a gas station, got a cup of coffee, kind of stretched my legs, opened the window, just... I mean, if you find a love station, that's a honey hole. Though, though there's huge bright lights, yeah. so, like, you're not going to get robbed. There's plenty of snacks... Plenty of room to walk around. Not going to get robbed. That's what we have to worry about now. I just, in general. Can I go to a gas station and not get robbed? How sad is that? That that's even a factor. That's a big day for Iggy, though. I did the uh, Six Flags and then the Jeffco Rodeo on Saturday. I thought I had a big day. Jeffco Rodeo. I bet that wasn't Hoosier. It's one of the best places to ever go. People watching good? People watching is fantastic. Smell? Well, they just overpowered by the, the manure and the horse smell. Oh. But, yeah, it was, uh, this is our second year going. It was phenomenal. Where is it, Jeff? Jeff um, oh, my gosh. Jeffco? Is it right off 55? Because I see what looks like a rodeo track there somewhere. I don't know if that's by Turculanium or uh, I'm terrible. I should know where it was oh, at. I didn't mean I to just, stump and you. I drove, too. That's the worst part. Okay. Well, so wait, what were you going to do? Take a plane? Time. But there were people from, like, 
Oklahoma parents a big deal. Hillsboro, sorry. Ah. Hillsboro, Missouri. And you drove? What else, how else would you get there if you didn't drive? Well, man, I went the one that actually was driving, so I should know. I should have known where, where it was were, yeah. because I did the 50-minute well, drive. You were just so excited about the barrel racing that you couldn't uh, remember, probably. It's fantastic. Yeah. I pushed this pack. Oh, yeah, well, they good weekends. At least. Really? At least. Well, Best concert I've ever been to. It was the best? Why? Yeah, it overtook Straub's and Renaissance. Well, it's just I love The Cure, and they played like 30 songs for three hours and played some songs they hadn't heard in a long time. Do you sing along? No, but a lot of people did, and I don't like that. Do you stand up and dance? No. Didn't dance, but stood up most of the show. Did you? Good seats. So it was worth it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was a bucket list concert for me. Will you keep in touch with this gal that you met? No. I was just doing a good thing. I mean, you know, I probably could have sold the thing for four or five hundred dollars, but well, maybe you should have. No, Robert Smith didn't screw people out of ticket prices, so I just played it forward and I charged her what I paid. What time did you get up to Chicago? Uh, about two. Hung out. Yeah, I had uh, twenty-eight dollar burger, Queenies, and twenty-eight dollar hamburger. Good burger though. Damn. Um. That's a. Damn. That's like a steak, isn't it? That's a steak should cost you twenty-eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, what a cheap place. That was fine. Huh. Business yeah. trip, and then so I just turned hung right back. Yeah, all business. People watched. That driving late at night, though, that would tire. That would yeah, and I don't like driving at night anyway. But see, I actually prefer it, but it all depends on how long you've been up. See, we like to start our long ventures in the evening, but also you sleep that day. To get prepared for leaving at 10, 11 p.m. When you've been up and already making that drive in the afternoon and doing that same thing in the evening, that's a tough battle. Yeah, but after seeing a good concert, you know, you're still kind of high from the concert. Not high, high, but, nice. you know, feeling good. Great show, three hours, great music. and Maybe you should have sold the ticket for 300 taken the $200 profit and bought the hotel room. Just for your own safety. I don't, I'm not going to screw people. That wouldn't be screwing anybody. I mean, I, I was on StubHub. Trying to see, should I sell this ticket or? Um, I mean, my section was like five hundred fifty bucks a piece. So you wouldn't have been screwing anybody if you charge them three hundred. No, the, the ticket cost a hundred. You're screwing somebody if it, you charge for more than it is. No. no. So I don't want to do that. So I, I have no friends that like music. I guess I, I cannot find friends to go to any concerts. Well, that was a tough trip. That I wasn't got, just no, not just Chicago. Anytime. Be back, Two right? tickets to Point Fest, you might want to go, no. Tickets to Bush, you might want to go, no. Well, what's going on? What this? Typical Klein. This concert? You didn't have to pay to see this, right? Klein would have gone. You could just slather yeah. him in gravy. I had somebody right behind me sang every song, and when she was awful, too. <laughs> and when Boys Don't Cry, which was their second to last song. Boys Don't Cry! Oh, please, shut up. Let him sing. Let me listen. Yeah, that would be annoying. It, it, almost as annoying as going to a baseball game and the guy behind you is doing the play-by-play. -play. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ball three. I was outside. I like sitting next to the people that have their own scorebook. No, have you ever seen that? Yeah, no, it, was... it doesn't bother me. I just, I'm fascinated by why people would do that. I used to keep score all the time. I did, too, at home. When the games were on the radio as I was a kid, I was a kid. I wasn't an adult doing it. I was going to say, these are typically adults. 
Yeah, who just never got over that. Yeah. It used to be a big thing. Buying a scorecard when you walked in the stadium is kind of the natural thing oh, yeah. to do. I don't know that they even have them anymore. At least it told you, you know, who was what number and everything. You got the roster, and lots of people kept score. That's funny. Now, now nobody. You got to be 80 years old to see somebody <laughs> keeping score. Well, back then, you knew what the lineup was going to be. It didn't change every day. They just printed that thing the night before. Yeah, yeah, not like it does today. Yeah, you can't have Gorman in there. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want him. He's on a pace to hit about 40 home runs. So let's put him on the bench as often as possible. Well, those are our weekends. <laughs> text in the EDF group and text inbox. Engineer Design Facilities is moving forward as the EDF group, the most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider in the St. Louis market. Check out the newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com, and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF Group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities, data center, commercial fire alarm, and electrical and IT infrastructure needs. To contact the EDF Group, email fire at theedfgroup.com. Experience the EDF Group difference and learn more at the edfgroup.com. EDF Group, sponsor of our text inbox. Michelob Ultra, sponsor of the studios here on the radio program and also the sponsor of the J. Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is online at carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net for home, for life, for auto. It's James Carlton at the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves, 314-961-4800. Or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton is my insurance agent. He is the Plowhawks insurance agent, and we would love for him to become your insurance agent as well. His staff is second to none, and they make sure they are on top of things, either texting you or you can text them and get your answers quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's the best. It's James Carlton, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Jackson, do we have some uh, promos on the TMA app? Is that what we got going on? I believe one just ended, but uh, give me one moment here. Sorry, getting everything settled in here. Well, Jackson's looking for that. You know what I found yesterday? Thank you. And we all got one. I don't know if you still have yours, Tim. I would guess not. I think it was some guys, they're part of a police department. I don't know what area they're in. But they made us all Team 30 TMA bats. We were at 1380, Team 1380. And it had our name on it. Yeah, I can you remember, I remember that? that. Yeah, way I forgot I was way. in the back of my closet. I forgot I had that. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just killing time while yeah. Jackson's looking. At I, don't nice believe, I don't believe we have anything. At okay. The, uh, I, I gave so. my bat away. TMA and Blister of the Month. I gave my bat. You'll give it away? <laughs> sign? Yeah, I'll sign it. You will? Wow. That's add value, right? I mean, I must love it. It was sitting in the back of my closet. I didn't even know I had it. Well, you hate to just throw something away like that. I'm not that throwing it away. I said I would give it to somebody. What, what do you think the value on that is? Well, if I'm signing it, a couple hundred. Oh. Added value. A couple hundred dollars if you sign it. Well, I'm not selling it for that. You asked what the value was. Maybe that's a that's a Megan Meyer Foundation. Yeah, prize. that's a good play. Good idea, Doug. That's kind of embarrassing. I'm putting my own bat like I'm important <laughs> up there. All right, next up, my bat. I'll sign it. Who wants it? I don't mind it. I think it would do numbers. 
Hey, Jackson, I was thinking about this. Did you say on 101 on Friday that if the Cardinals lost two of three to the Reds, you thought that Ali Marmol would get fired? Uh, I kind of said in the way they would lose. Like, if they won Friday and then, like, they came from, the Reds came from behind on Saturday to win, and then they won big on Sunday or vice versa, that I could see a big shakeup come Monday. Certainly if they got swept, I was 100% in on them. Yeah, well, we got that sympathy win from the Reds, so I'm glad that saved Marmol. So how ain't that saving anyone's job? Oh, I hate Hey. Uh. <laughs> we fired Mayor Manager for less. We've done it in the past. I just don't know what Marmol brings to the table that's different than a Matheny yeah. or a Shill. That makes no sense. Maybe he does what he's told. Maybe or maybe even Moselock's afraid to fire the guy. I don't know. Everybody else in the clubhouse seems to be terrified of him, so... Could just be a personality trait. They don't have the worst record in the National League anymore. Natitude. Yeah, and Colorado both. Uh, Colorado has a 403 winning percentage. Natitude has a 406. Cardinals 409. Right. And uh, they're plus 600 to win the National League Central Division. The Reds are only four games back, but they have the longest odds to win the National League Central. The Brewers are still the favorite. Uh, The Pirates, even though they're in first place, are plus 350 to win. Cardinals Vaughn index rating currently stands at minus eight. That's how many games back there. Oh, is it? That's how accurate this index is. Because I didn't even look at that. Minus eight is the Vaughn index rating, which is not good. I'd like to celebrate the Oakland A's, who have won five straight. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. They were 12 and 50. What kind of payoff could you have gotten on petting them to get five straight wins? They now they're 1750. The yeah. yeah, the Brewers have lost four in a row. Uh, the Royals now will have a battle with the A's. Uh, the Royals are at 1847. Unique thing, I was watching Buster mm. Only talking about this yesterday. They're not a team that's in tank mode, and they're 18 and 47. Oakland's Vaughn index is, is a minus 25 and a half. What about right their now. run differential? Does that factor into the. Uh, oh, it run? absolutely does, yeah. Because it's minus 194. Yeah. That's not that good. Cardinals somehow only have a minus one run differential, but it speaks to the fact that they are seven and fourteen in one run games. They're not good at home either. They're not good. Yeah, but you think you, even if you suck, you'd be good at home. They're not even good at home. Oh no, we're just still loading them in three million at a time, <laughs> putting them in the. F- what else have we got to do here? This is our ball club. Put them in the feeding. Go troughs. to the doggies. Doggies had a yeah. great crowd yesterday, even though it was raining. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a call from a uh, friend of the program, Joey Zanabona. What do we have here? As uh, the goal on the on the volley, the only they win. Uh, tie. Draw. One-one tie. Draw. Don't say tie, Jackson. Do you know anything at all about the beautiful game? <laughs> Sorry, one-one draw. City. Cross. Oh! The new thing. I was D- just like D- to say at one point, goal. Goal is said. Oh, Nico Chalkini! Kicking like a karate instructor, side hustling as a horse mascot. What? One nothing, 69th minute here at City Park. Yeah, do we have the call the goal to tie it? Is kicking like a karate <laughs> instructor in a side hustle as a horse mascot? I didn't get that one, to be honest with you. He Let's just, hear it again. Maybe maybe we'll understand it the second well, time. Be, it's a minute and a half after the goal. But... Yeah, you want to hear the whole one? <laughs> well, you could scoot it up a little bit, maybe. Kicking like a karate instructor, side hustling as a horse mascot. 
Some force master. See, kicking out like a karate instructor. It was now a we're side, talking, but the, the side, side hustle of a horse mascot? I guess well, horses what, also kick? No, that's what the karate instructor is doing. His side hustle is as a horse mascot. You <laughs> have a girl in the booth now? Huh? Who's the girl in the booth? What girl? There's no girl. That was him. Second corner of the night. Opposite side. A beauty. Oh. A laser. Oh, baby! Our city. Our spirit. <laughs> our first. It's Tim Parker. It's 1-0 City. <laughs> I like it. I like that sort of broadcasting. The best soccer city in America. <laughs> <laughs> really? It was said, so it has well, to be true. It was, it was pumped yesterday for a Sunday. In uh, rainy conditions. Yeah. People so love that team, see. that's for sure. They love that atmosphere. I think yeah. that's what it gets down to. It's such a more... It depends on what you're looking for, of course. But uh, it's something else, man, as yeah. far as that atmosphere goes. And they don't have giveaways. They don't need to. I'm surprised. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Cardinals probably sold out yesterday, but they're giving away a Wainwright London bobblehead, so they I'm sure they had 40,000. They a hell of a lot more games. Yeah. What's nice about this team is there's no condescending remarks post-game. There's no <laughs> ascots and, you know. Ascots. There, there, there's none of that pretentious know-it-all style of management, and I'm very appreciative it's much more laid back, I would say, as opposed to grilling and killing every fan and player that doesn't know anything about the game. And obviously it's also a first-place team as opposed to a last-place team. Oh, I've, I, trust me, I've been annoyed with Mosaic Lock in the comments when they're a first-place team, too. Oh. Trust me. Uh, Todd Reesing, uh, Plowhawk, says, didn't you say on Friday Marmol was not going to be fired this year? I came to that conclusion, yes. Okay. Doesn't mean I don't think he should be. I'm just saying if I was a betting man, I don't see it. I don't see Mosellock doing it. I don't see the Cardinals going through four managers. They should. They shouldn't have fired Schill. And I think, looking back, probably the root of all evil because you pick a yes man who just clearly doesn't have Although it. I believe Mosellock said over the weekend that we have to figure something out. No, we just got to be, pa be patient. That was his quote. We got to figure something out. Okay. Well, why, don't you, why don't you get at that? If, if you're him, what do you say at this point? I'm sorry. I messed up. I'm sorry about the Mats contract. I gave away money to terrible players, and I'm going to resign. I would love to hear that. Oh. that like, if Gosh. that was the comment and statement, I would actually have a little respect. You know, during his tenure, only the Dodgers and Yankees have won more games than the Cardinals. Sweet. He's never had a losing, <laughs> never had a losing record, not one. Now, do NLCS games one the last 10 years. I, I hate that we can go back to 2012. Jesus. I mean, that was 11 years ago. I mean, every cool little window of success there, kind of waiting for that, you know, run in this, you know. I'm just saying, I don't just, get to, it. just to play devil's advocate, he's had a remarkable run of success. He's had this one stinking season that's just been horrible. Everything else has been pretty darn good. This is Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Are we really trying to have him sign a five-year extension? I mean, it's done. You can tell it's done. His knowledge of the game, he just he, he's not following the same analytics as everybody else. And he's getting fleeced. And, like, uh, uh, every signing, he's getting fleeced. Well, they didn't get fleeced for Goldschmidt and Arenado. I love how you bring that up. A blind, man, a blind man could make those trades if you're getting well, no other up. team, no other team did it. Where would they be without those two guys? Where would they be without those two trades? Last place? Oh, God, they'd be horrendous. Oh, we're already in that. Oh, we're already in that place. Huh. 
Well, I'm just saying, this is really the, the first horrendous season he's ever had. He's never had a losing season. So do you just can him after all that? Say, oh, you're not allowed even one bad year after all the success. You're out. You definitely can him for all the money he's wasted. I'm sorry. Like, that, you can, yeah, you, you can beat that trade to death that every other team in baseball would have made if they would have known Gomberg would have gotten, you know, you Arenado <laughs> yeah. plus $50 million of Arenado's salary. I mean, come on. But you look at Cecil, Miller, Mats, Mike Leak. I mean, you can go down the line. That that should not save your job. These oh yeah, in 2012 we won 90. Well, not every trade is going to work out, and he's made some good trades. You know, and I, I agree, I, and I agree, with, and I agree good, with Doug. I mean, it's not, you know, I think it was obvious we needed pitching uh, in the off season. We didn't get it, but you know. It's not, I, no, Ali Marmol, I just don't think he's a manager. He doesn't look like a manager. <laughs> this is a take I can find. <laughs> he doesn't look No, you look at him, you I just think, think like this guy's going to be a good either. manager. I mean, it's, it's, it's like clockwork with his. <laughs> I would rather have the crusty old guy, the Buck Showalter, Bruce Bochy. What about Whitey he Herzog passed type. away last week, Doug, Roger Craig. Yes, I'd like to have him in the, in the dive. Joe Madden, I like those older guys. I just Bruce Bochy's 68 and having a nice year. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, see, have you seen the dugout lately with, like, after a, a, a teammate hits a home run, it's like they're putting, like, seeds in their mouth and, like, tying their shoes. After the, the Walker and Arenado thing, that was cool to see. Yeah, Walker, Walker's hit some bombs on a last-place team, but still hit bombs. Mm. Need to get sent back, though. Oh, He's hitting them too high now. I think we need him to hit line drives. I didn't like the fact that they went 480 feet in the air. Yeah, <laughs> but there's no there's no continuity on his moves. I mean, one game you got Jordan Hicks coming into an 8-2 game. Next time he's coming into a 3-3 game, and you know, Palante comes in here. Oh, we better put him in here. Oh, let's go with Verhagen again here. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason what he does. I would like to know what analytics it is that has told them that regardless of how well your starting pitcher is pitching, you must take him out in the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah. That, that drives me crazier than anything. I'm sure they have an analytic that says once a pitcher faces the lineup the third time around, he's much more likely to give up runs. Perhaps they're, they're just wedded to pitch count so much that no matter what you're doing, perfect game, no hitter, two-hit shutout, you're coming out. And we're going to bring in a succession of relievers after that. I don't buy it. I don't think that's the way to go. I think you have to look at individual games. See how pitchers throwing, take into account the game situation. But it seems to be almost an automatic. They did it to Flaherty. When, when was it? Friday? Saturday? He had five or six shutout innings. Blowing them away. Got to take him out. They're saving him for the wild card game. I don't know. You, you think... Red Shanings would have taken out Bob Gibson in the sixth inning if he'd had a guy looking at the computer in the press box. Are you really him, oh, are, man, he's not going to be as good in the eighth as he was in the second. You're comparing Red Shanings to Marmol is a stretch. Well, Would oh. any manager well, Gibson do anything would have punched him in the face and say, get off my mound. And, and not just him, any dominant pitcher. Chris Carpenter more, more recently, somebody like that. Thank God they didn't take him out in the sixth inning of that playoff game against the Phillies. And I think that's ruined the game if you're a purist. That now you just go by analytics. You don't go by feel. You don't go by how your guy looked the night before. You don't look. You know, I got a feeling. You know, sometimes you have Whitey go, 
Why'd you bring him up there? I, I just had a feeling he was going to do something. I just had a feeling. Yeah. You know, you should know your players. No, well, I'd like him here, but he's one for five. He's only hitting 200 against righties. I can't use him. Like the it's problem, stupid. The problem with analytics is you can point out any random stupid stat you don't know, and it shows that the team is being successful. I'm sure you can look at the Oakland A's and Royals, and there is an analytical stat of maybe, you know, two out pitches in the seventh inning, and they have a 100% out freak. Like, you can pull out any stat and go, oh, look at this success story this team's having. Mm-hmm. No, they're actually 40 games under 500. But, mm-hmm. and, and that's why numbers ruin the game. Agents started that. all this thing. More, well, he's, let's come up with one war. Wins against replacement. Velocity. Velo. Agents did, because then they can go to the, well, look at his velo. Look at his war. We need a raise. His agents came up with all this crap. All right. Well, it is frustrating when your team is struggling as bad as they are. And every move the manager makes tends to backfire on them. Uh, Doug, here is what he had to say following yesterday's loss to the Reds. Hit the lever, please, please. We have to be perfect to win right now. We, we don't have the luxury of giving up extra outs or making a mistake or walking a guy. or like we. That's where we're at at the moment. Um, there's certain guys in our lineup that feel pretty good, and there's certain guys that don't. And it's been difficult to string together quality at bats in order to produce a crooked number type of inning. And... Um, when that's the case, yeah, you got to play perfect on the other side. You got to pitch perfect. Well, you're well not nobody's perfect, perfect, so you're not going to win. No. Yeah, this guy is just. They do struggle to get that key hit for months now. They just can't seem to get that one key hit with runners in scoring position. Can't do it. Not More a great uh, weekend with the uh, runners in scoring position. Doug, are you aware of the uh, no what statistic? Was uh, the Cardinals were two for 22. That's with not runners perfect. in scoring position. They stranded 25 runners. Ugh. Two for 22. Yeah. How do they win one game? Well, they, they almost threw a shutout, right? And and defensively, they're not the team that they've been in the past. They've always been. Well, the last couple of years, they were like the best defensive team in baseball. That's not the case anymore. The rotation since May 25th is first in war, first in the RA, and first in home runs per nine innings. Their rotation? Yes. First in ERA? Yeah. So they have the best rotation in the National League? Since May 25th. That's hard to believe in it. This stat comes from Saturday. So, Sunday's game. The best starting rotation for, what, that's two weeks? Yeah. Over the last two Five and eight during that stretch. Man, this Wainwright swan song is painful. Well, he was okay. He got, what, three runs in five, yeah, six he was innings? A, he was it was all right. It's a quality start. Yeah, it was considered a quality start. It just doesn't look like he has the same as what he did the last couple of years where he just wowed us all with, you know, kind of looked like he was 27, 28 out there. That's another stat that the agents came up with. What's that? What is it now? So if you give up three runs in six innings, that's a quality start. So if you did that all year. For the record, he didn't get through six. Hmm? He did not get through six innings. Okay. Place. I thought Doug said six. Uh, five or six, I think. Right. Well, if it had well, been six, it would have been a quality start. The, the issue was the sixth inning. That's where he got into some trouble. So you could go, say you get 30 starts. 
So they get 23 decisions. They don't, you go, they don't get that anymore because they're all out of the game. I'm just saying. Five or six let's say you get 23 decisions. In all those games, you go six innings and give up three runs. And you lose them all. You're 0-23 with a 4.5 ERA. But you had 31 quality starts. Isn't that a good season? Well, if, if you're losing all of them in a quality start, you're not getting much offense behind you. Your team has got to score a couple runs for you to get some wins. I know, but you see what I'm saying. A quality start is a 4.5 ERA. That's stupid. Yeah. Got quite a situation uh, with the one acquisition this offseason. And considering where he continues to hit the lineup, uh, it uh, is impactful beyond just his spot. Wilson Contreras, Doug, is uh, now hovering at 204 with a batting average of 204 and uh, an OPS of 650, for the record. Um, just to give you an idea. Uh, like two for his last 40 something on the, or 30. Uh, on the Cardinals this year. Luke and Baker, Taylor Motter, and. Uh, Barrera uh, are the only players uh, who have a lower uh, check than Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, Luke and Baker, Taylor Modern, Travis Barrera, the only uh, players with a lower OPS, and he's hitting 204 and well, continues to hit in the middle of the lineup. Those are just numbers, Tim. <laughs> Is those Paul are just DeYoung, numbers. It's I don't, more of this analytic nonsense. I don't watch. Did Paul DeYoung still play? Yes, he plays every day. <laughs> he's terrible, right? Like, he's well, hitting, he's like, hitting 140. Much. He's hitting 223. <clears throat> what is last, like, two weeks, he's hitting, like, 129. Yeah. Are we done with that yet? <laughs> no. Are we... He plays every day. We're not done at all. And this just... Because Tommy Edmonds playing center. Like Jim Edmonds. <laughs> this That's just great shows... center field. Yeah, he has looked incredible in center field. And, he, and I read the article, uh, was it Ben Fredrickson wrote about it? Uh, that he's using what he learned when he was playing youth baseball to uh, adjust to playing center field in the majors. How about that? And is playing yeah. defensively really well. And he kind of gave uh, Dylan Carlson a respite to Carlson going to right. Walker still having defensive problems now mm-hmm. in left. Uh, and so that means Paul the Young is playing short, uh, just for the record. In the month of June, Doug, you said he had a great June, is what you said. Is that what you said? He, he, he I didn't lo- really. Okay. Uh, six for 32. Well. And in May, 17 for 84. 202 average in May, 188 average in June. It's analytics. He's taking good cuts at it, though. Nice. I, I think. think as good as Edmund is in center, maybe they ought to put him at short. DeYoung on the bench. Carlson in center. Walker in left or right. And get... Donovan, I guess, in the other spot. It kind of shows you that the refusal to eat any kind of money on the DeYoung deal is very sad for us about the Steven Matz deal because we're going to have to watch that guy throughout the yeah. entirety of the contract. There's no way that they're not going to have that money be eaten. So we're going to have an 11 or $12 mm-hmm. million dollar pitcher in the bullpen or have a 7 ERA in the rotation for the next You're three saying years. they're playing the contract and not the well, uh, best player. Yeah, and, yeah, and there's no other argument to that. He's hitting 204, uh, and yeah. he hasn't been hitting well for a while. Well, that's Contreras at 204. 222, sorry. That big bump by DeYoung. 223 now. 
right, MVP. <laughs> uh, Josh, Bob, Bill, Doug, and he shares a building with Keisha Gray and Greg Vaughn. Is that correct? I don't know that for sure. Uh, he is in Tampa and says, uh, or he's showing a screenshot of a tweet from Brandon Kylie. BK and Ferrario follows me and Jackson on 101, and he said, Wilson Contreras' baseball savant page is a mind melter. He's hitting the ball as hard as he ever has, um, both in line with his career norms, uh, but yet he's batting 207 with a slugging percentage of 362. The only qualified hitters in Major League Baseball who have a wider gap between their expected batting average and their actual batting average than Wilson Contreras are uh, uh, Calvert Ruiz, Kyle Schwarber, and Segura. So there you go. He did hit a bullet yesterday that Ellie De La Cruz made a good play on. I mean, he hit it really hard. Uh, he right says regression him. should be coming. Winter is coming. Yeah. Regression is coming. But I can buy that. He's never been a 204 hitter. I think he's coming back. You're I one, don't know Doug. why you necessarily have to bat him fourth or fifth every night, but you might want to drop him down until he, until he gets hot. But history would tell you that this is not who he is as a hitter. Year number one. Of five? <laughs> well. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Caller Ellen's not happy. I loved DeYoung's throw home yesterday. Doug, it was on the first baseline. It wasn't great. Yeah, <laughs> Contreras couldn't catch it. They both kind of messed up that. But he's fast. Dela Cruz is really fast. He's running track meet on the Redbirds this yeah. weekend. Blew right through throw. that sign. And mm-hmm. Guys, expected batting average, batting average sounds like a spirit win. Burn it down! Oh. That's from KG in O-Town. Gosh. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you would do with Contreras now with the contract being what it is and him struggling so mightily. There's not much value for him on the open market. Well, he, well, he already told other teams that he can't really catch. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of ruined his value in the first month of the season. What about Tyler O'Neal, Paul? He, does he even play? I, haven't, well, I don't watch games. I, I, I can't subject no, myself to yet, that sir. misery. So oh, it's I, not that horrible. No. Are you going Wednesday? I am going Wednesday. Okay, will you watch the game or just... Walk around the stadium. Well, I mean, I, I don't think anybody could have a gun to my head and open my eyelids and make me watch every second of it, but oh. I'll probably peer in on what the Redbird Club is doing. Okay. Yeah, busman special. Yeah, yeah the old busman. I do TMSTL.com is where you can get the uh, the tickets. Uh, $30, and you get uh, $12 in Cardinals cash here at Libations, helmet nachos, whatever it is. TMASTL.com, that is where you can uh, enjoy the festivities. Uh, with us on Wednesday. We'll be broadcasting live from Salt and Smoke, and uh, then we will head on over for uh, Busman's special. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. If you would like to improve your golf game, I would like to recommend Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens, Golf Digest, best in golf, and start improving your game today. Driving the ball 300 yards is cool, impresses your buddies, but scoring a mouse to get the ball in the hole 
How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green, skull a chip, and three-putt your way to double bogey while tour players get up and down two-thirds of the time? Scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. Thus, the best way to lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that's why tour players like John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green. But if you want a golf green that putts true and gives you real grass performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis' exclusive park of Celebrity Greens. Each clubhouse turf signature green is unique in design, whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Belle Reve, clubhouse turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. It's clubhouse turf. Go online at clubhouseturf.com or call 314-834-2339. Clubhouseturf.com. Let them know that you are a TMA listener. Doug, can you tell the people about Ryan Kelly? He'd like to help you buy a home if you're struggling, and some people are because rates are so high, home prices are, are so high. But Ryan Kelly is there. If you're thinking of buying a home, the process not as complicated as you might think. With the Home Loan Expert, they make the pre-approval process easy. Get pre-approved today, the day you call in, and they will also provide a lower rate with a 10-day closing guarantee. Rates are starting to come down a little bit, but you need to act quickly. Homes will start selling very fast when they go on the market. Inventory is low, so when the house goes on the market, it tends to sell very fast. If you've been waiting around, wondering what to do, how you navigate this, Ryan Kelly and his staff are right there to help you with any questions you might have, and they will find a solution for you. Market volatility is because of inflation. That's controlling the mortgage rates right now. You need to work with an expert in such a volatile real estate market like the one we're having right now. And Ryan Kelly, get yourself pre-approved so when the house you want hits the market, you will be ready to strike. That's the HomeLoanExpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you, sir. Mortgage. And also, friends of the Feather, Munganess, the sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour and the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. Jackson, let's pull up the rosters and take a look. StLouisAccurate.com and AltonToyota.com. It is Munganess, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganess, the people to work with. You can text him at 314-252-0029 or just go online and check out the incredible pre-owned selection they may have at stlouisaccurate.com and the new selection they may have at stlouisaccurate.com and, of course, pre-owned at altontoyota.com and new car selection at altontoyota.com as well. 314-252-0029. That is the secret number for our listeners to call or to text to talk with Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast. To Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Uh, Jackson, uh, yep. RBC uh, Canadian Open, mm-hmm. uh, Munganast Daily Fantasy Sports Channel. Let's take a look at the rosters, oh. Peter. All right. Well, uh, Doug had Sam Burns, Stroud, and Knapp. They all missed the cut. Knapp. Uh, but he had Higgs, Aberg, and... Roderick McRib, who finished T10. So uh, 336 and a half points for Doug. That's no. three of your six players making the cut, Doug? No. Yeah. And Burns was an expensive guy, and he didn't make it? No. Uh, Iggy had Badalay, who did not make the cut. Um, yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> he had two th- double bogeys in his last four holes. Or, I'm sorry, bo- triple bogeys. Triple? He, he, he had two triples <clears throat> in his last four holes. He had four holes to go, and he was three under par. Cut was going to be one under. Two triple bogeys. Are you serious? He really had two triple bogeys? What happened to him? Uh, Water, water, water. Idiot, idiot, idiot. Oh, come on. You're not an idiot just because you hit a bad shot. (laughs) Yeah, he had two worse than double bogeys. Yeah, that's going to be... It hurts. But uh, he did have homeless hubs, who finished T10. Eric Cole, who finished T10. 
Uh, and then, of course, Hadwin, who was tackled on the green. Sahith mm. <laughs> uh, Gala, me and Plowhawks guy. And Tommy, Tommy Fleet Fleet. Tommy, Tommy Fleet Fleet. So Iggy had to have won. Oh, uh, yeah, Iggy smoked oh, him. Four ninety six, and he netted $10. Oh! It's about time the kids got something out of your research. It's all my money that's going in there, my, my teams. None of it's your money. Well, my teams are making money. Yours aren't. Mm. Well, I, my, well, I, I have made money. I got us even for the week. Not this week. With my 500 point performance. Wasn't 500, 496. No, close enough. It would have been a thing your guy hadn't triple bogey. Why would you put a guy on your team who's going to triple bogey the last two holes when you could pick he, whoever you wanted? Two triple bogeys. Yeah. Fairways and Green's legend, though, right? I think Nick Taylor was about the same price. Just think if I'd have put Nick Taylor instead of uh, Battle, I might have won 1,000. Well, what if I'd pulled Nick Taylor? I might have won well, this You still week. would have lost. I don't know. <laughs> well, you lost by 200 points. I don't think he'd have got to 200. That's not many. Just a couple birdies mm-hmm. strung together there. Yeah. Well, next week it'll be fun. I'm going to start researching today because there's a lot going into this week at L.A. Country Club, Doug. What goes into it? Well, you got to know, you got to figure out what you're going to look for. Tim, I'm thinking probably uh, shots gained approach. Doug, shots, shots gained. gained approach. Okay, can we start with analytics and golf now? That's what we're going to do now, <laughs> Well, this is a, these fairways are huge. Mm. So it's not like they're tiny fairways. Some of these fairways are like 80 yards wide. 290-yard par 3. How do you do? So you're looking at uh, so shot gain approach. The big hitters. What do you take? Do you, do you take disco stick from 290 on a par 3? Disco stick? Like disco stick. What in the world is that? Driver. Why would you call it a disco stick? Why you would you take do a ride something on your like disco that? Stick? It's a Lady Gaga verse. Is that why you called it that, Jackson? Yeah. Shout out to my queen, Lady Gaga. Clip that up. <laughs> that, 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 this beat is sick. I want to take a ride on your disco stick. You play Embraer this weekend, Jackson? Uh, no, I played Gateway Friday. And did uh, you go white tees or blue tees? Blue tees. Good for you. And uh, shot, what do you shoot, Doug, 86? Mm, I doubt it. I actually played one of the best rounds I've played all year. Oh. I shot okay. 78. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, my game is so up and down. I can't. It's crazy. What was going on? Failing myself. There was no wind at a gateway that day. Like literally no zero wind. Has it helped you that you're trimmed down? You're not quite so doughy. Nice. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I I just I picked a swing going into it, and uh, I've been hitting my wedges like from about 70 and in. I'm about as lethal as I've ever been. So that's right. I wasn't making bogeys on shots where I didn't hit the green. Making pars there, and then I was sticking. Wow, he's getting up and down, Doug, in his wedges. Yeah, and keeping it away, keeping the drives in play. You know, I think I only hit one ball into the water on 13. 13, I might as well just write down a double bogey before I even play it. Oh, the par five. Yeah, because I'm either going to go in the water on the first shot or on the second. Hmm. Doug, this guy mounted a Sunday charge after uh, a beat to Tim Rendleman. That uh, candidly shocked the Michelob Ultra yeah. Jay Randolph Jr. fan page club championship office pool. What a so, bounce back! What a bounce back huge. performance! Yeah, and I played Far Oaks on Saturday and shot 80. Wow, this guy's trending. So you're kind of walking around with a little swagger and yeah, shaking your head back and forth. No, because now I know now that I've shot two rounds good. Now here comes the two bad rounds. Oh, uh, right that's that's a so, negative swing thought, Doug. A couple weeks ago, you're ready to quit the game. Yeah, you were retiring. Well, I needed the I needed the short break just to recharge the old batteries. I've had Doug will really like this. I've had a jammed pinky now for about a month and a half, and it's really really tough to get through 18 holes with it. With a middle with a 
my pinky's been per- small finger. Yeah, perpetually jammed now for about a month. Well, and how'd half. you jam it? Mm. <laughs> I jammed it at the dotham when I I was sitting on the ground on the on the, the during celebrity shot, and then I got up, like used my hands to push off, and I jammed my pinky. Oh, doing for that. <laughs> that was Athlete. why you were still doing, right? You were carrying no, a little weight. No, no, no. I was I, that was right at the uh, the lowest point there. So Let no, me ask that you a question. That. You have a thumb, a pinky, an index finger. What are these two fingers called? Middle and ring. Ring finger and middle finger. That's what they're called? Yeah. Okay. You'd never heard that before? Oh, middle finger. Yeah, they gave me the middle finger. I get that. You'd never heard ring finger? Well, yeah, but I didn't know that's what it was called. Well, what else would you call it? I, that's why I asked the question. Well, that was a simple a simple uh, answer to that. What about the toe? You got the toe and the pinky toe. What are the other three called? Pointer, middle, ring toe. Ring toe? Yeah. Just same uh, same principles. Right. <laughs> Shouldn't be many times we are identifying which toe. But, right, we uh, tend not to call it much. But After I jammed it. And five nineties in a row. He magically shoots a seventy-eight to keep that vanity cap right where he wants it. It's amazing. That's from Mr. Licks, who continues to accuse Jackson mm. of carrying. At least he has a handicap. Where's yours? Your it, name's on there. Well, There's now, no don't handicap. Don't bark at someone who's handicapped. <laughs> no, I'm tired of Licks going off on Jackson. I appreciate you. You I, don't I, even belong to a club. You don't have a handicap. You talk a good game, but I don't even think you play golf. Now, you don't belong to a club either, do you? I never said I did. No, I don't. Why? <laughs> Tim's I, the only one who belongs to a club. The rest of us are, you know, we're strictly public course schleppers. At least I have a handicap. I'm with, I mean, Lex is right. It is, my handicap is Well, you had to get down. paid on Friday then. Uh, I didn't play, uh, I didn't play anybody for money. Oh. Why are you wasting those rounds? My buddy, yeah, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> My buddy MPK is going through it, so I wasn't gonna. MPK is going through. What's it. he going through? Uh, he's just he's he's got a big problem with opening his club face right at takeaway. It leads to a lot of issues. Is MPK oatmeal? No, oatmeal it doesn't live in STL. So and, your friends, and doesn't play golf. Any of your friends have real names? They all have real names. I just choose not to use the full governments on yeah. uh, MPKs at Martin Pluther King. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Doug got it. Yeah, I thought it was. No, they all have real names. I seldom actually call them these goofy ass nicknames. I just don't want to air them out. Oh. Jackson, maybe don't tickle your pink starfish while self-pleasuring and breaking your pinky. That's from oh. Orson Woods Wacko. No. Oh. The, the original jam, of course, is very ninny-like. You know, I just literally yeah. sat up. God, we used ninny. It's two shows ninny. in a row. I'm excited about this. It's very, you know, to just getting up jammed my pinky, but it did. But then I played pickup like two weeks later and jammed it again. So It still hurts now th- two, three weeks later. Well, it's the pinky I used for my interlock. So that is actually an important digit. Of course, mm. in our world, all digits are important. We don't digit shame. Right, I wouldn't. But, yeah, um, yeah this one certainly is very important. But, you know, we power right through. Oh, did you tape it up or anything? No, because then I couldn't put it in the glove. You know, it was my glove shot? hand. <laughs> no, actually, it isn't my glove hand. I probably could do it. Either way. Well, if it's on your glove hand, then it's not the interlocking finger. Right, right. So it wouldn't be on my glove hand. Ah, yes, hands. I am quitting the show if Iggy does not admit right now that he does, in fact, know what his juggle finer was called, Jesus. (laughs) What? (laughs) Is that from Kevin Miller? You wanted to to find a juggle finder? 
Was juggle. Did he mean to type middle finger? Jackson. I don't know what that is Binder, either. you think it autocorrected for fingers? That was Mr. Licks, about oh. 30 texts yeah, down I, now. If he doesn't admit that he is in fact know what his juggle finer was called. <laughs> okay, I think he means middle, middle finger. finger. Yeah. Is this like Iggy's never had a nacho? Is that that this segment? <laughs> but I thought it was called something. Well, it I probably it was, has a technical medical I thought it was called name, something I'm other sure. than middle finger. We could look yeah, at I don't know what a juggle finder is, so you may want to explain <laughs> that to me, too. It's, it's, We're compromised. Would that be the third metacarpal? That... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a name for it. Just... There's a medical name, I'm sure, yeah. I once called this a second finger, middle finger, third finger, fourth finger. There's a name for it. I thought it was more middle finger. I, I know like it's breast. in the middle of your hand. You don't have to be a baby to like breast. I just asked a question, <laughs> juggle finder. Oh, well, okay, let's look it up. What, what is the official name of the middle finger? At Disney World, if you work there, you have to point with two fingers, your uh, pointer and your middle finger. Is that right? Yeah, it's like the Walt Disney Point. The Walt Disney Point? Yeah, it's just one of the many jugs of Kool-Aid they make you drink there if you work there. A grown man who goes by Iggy criticizing a 24-year-old and his friends for having nicknames as peak self-awareness never change. That's from Arbor Day. The, the, well, but these don't even sound like nicknames. The, the middle finger is officially called the, the digitus medius. There you go. See, I knew there was a name for it, juggle finder. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's the Latin term for it, like the Latin medical term. Mm. I don't know if people are just going around saying that. No, it's not. No, Iggy's common. a nickname, but his guys have nicknames with their names. Huh? What is Pete's? You, you call him... Private Citizen Pete? Private yeah, Private Citizen, Citizen I've Pete. I've never once ever said, hello, Private Citizen Pete. I just call him Pete. Why is he so darn private? But I, I did that because every time I would say my buddy Pete, everyone would be like, oh, Gangster Pete? I'm like, no, not Gangster Pete. I have a different yeah. friend named but Pete. But what is he hiding to be so private? He's not hiding anything. Good guy. Oh, he's a good fella. And KPG, that's a name. That's letters. Who? Bank nurse. MPK. Yeah. He's going through it right now. Open uh, club face. Big time open club face. He's got a real problem. He takes about... He hits about four inches behind the ball. Oh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> With an many, open many club times. face. Was it just you two out there on Friday? Uh, we got paired up. Two lovely gentlemen. And uh, same thing on uh, Saturday. Got paired up with a gentleman. It's kind of, it's, you meet some cool people. Just how lovely you also meet were these some, gentlemen? They were, you know, very nice people. Okay. You can meet some, like, really fun, cool people, and you can also meet some, some duds. But these, both cases, were good people. Okay. You don't usually meet too many duds, do you? Not for the most part, but sometimes you'll you'll get to like the the guy who's like playing music as loud as humanly possible and like getting a little too much after it, or vice versa, they're taking it way too seriously. You want someone right in the middle there. Yeah, sometimes you get you get a bad beat where a listener asks if they can play with you and seems like a nice guy and on the fourteenth hole he wants to fight somebody on the next tee. Oh. That sounds like an anecdote. (laughs) It sounded like an anecdote. (laughs) Who was this? I wouldn't give his name if I remembered, <clears throat> but uh, these guys were taking too long, and he got fed up with them, and he thought he thought they said something to us, and he thought he was protecting me. Did you say something about him? Mm. I said, no, it's fine. He didn't say anything. And he went running up the next tee. You got a problem with us, man? You got oh, a problem? Gosh. He dropped his <laughs> club, and I'm like, oh, my God. Jack, we don't know. Well, then you don't understand pitching, and that's okay. Say that again? I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Uh, that, that sort of I was kind of like the, yeah. That was kind of the exchange. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm in the back going, sorry. 
We're sorry. We, he's, not with, he's not with us. <laughs> 86 years on this planet and doesn't know the names of his fingers. What the F am I listening to this morning? That's some Aunt Peg, who's a great ball striker. Did you know it was called Carpal whatever it was called? Do you know that? Carpal flex. It's not called... One of your phalanges. Jugular... Digitus medius. Discus medius. No, deus. Digitus. Did you know that, Ampeg? Did you know that, Ampeg? That got way worse. I don't like scientific stuff. No. Forgot about that banger, too. Oh, my word. Hey, friends of the feather, Doug, in six days, it's Father's Day. Yes, it is. I think there's a chance that more than one of us on the dais are a father. Uh, or more yeah, than two of us, done. I should say. <laughs> more than two of us, I should say. <laughs> but at the very least, if you are looking for a wonderful gift for Father's Day uh, and uh, something that you will always have, your father's stories, his childhood, education, career, uh, marriage, advice, all of that, all saved, his laugh, all in his own voice, well, that's where Sound Story comes into play, and for as low as two forty nine ninety nine, you can come into the Hubbard Radio Studios and record your father's sound story with uh, your choice of hosts at mysoundstory.com. Use the promo code TMA to get 20% off for Father's Day. It's mysoundstory.com, promo code TMA. A, just go to mysoundstory.com, and once again, prices start at $249.99, then 20% off. Doug, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it on the fly. Do the math there. Do you All think right. you could do it? Well, me like 50 bucks off. Okay, so yeah, about 200 200 There you go. Uh, mysoundstory.com, promo code TMA. And uh, just get the gift certificate, and now Father's Day is taken care of just like that. And you've gotten a gift that your father will love and your entire family will love. And think about the value of having that forever. MySoundStory.com. Friends of the Feather, uh, Andrea's Barbecue Sauce is uh, where it's at. I know we're advertising the restaurant, but I just keep talking about the barbecue sauce because it's so good. I, I had it twice yesterday. You can take a piece of the restaurant home with you. God, that's so good. Oh, that's so You need to open nice. up marketing for And you right will, because you won't be able to eat it all. You'll be taking right. something home. All right. uh, Andrea's Steakhouse, and of course, Andrea's Steak Sauce, and Andrea's Barbecue Sauce. Those are available at Schnooks, Deerberg's, and online at andreas.com. And uh, check out the Steakhouse. It is choice. Iggy, what's your favorite part about it? Uh, the food. There you go, Doug. Food is the best part of the restaurant. Ribeye the size That's the of way my... it should be, I guess. That could be in your marketing firm. Mm-hmm. Ribeye the size <laughs> of your head. Um, no, the atmosphere, too. You know, it's not like this, uh, you know, stuffy place where everybody's sitting around with suits and ties on and, you know, you don't hear anybody talking. No, it's a nice atmosphere. I'm not saying it's a dump. No, gosh, no. <laughs> Wow. I'm just saying it's not yeah, it's we, not That's not how we, we describe our sponsors. Are we on make good territory now or are we We're not saying it's a time dump. to salvage this one. Well, well, you, don't need, for Max's you don't need a, you don't need a coat and tie. Well, how many restaurants do you need a coat and tie? <laughs> a lot of people go to these restaurants with coats and ties on. I'm just saying it's a very laid back atmosphere. The wait staff is perfect. The best thing about it is it's not a dump. <laughs> you God. can take your food to go. <laughs> 
uh, you know, it's not a dump. But it, it, when you pull in, you think of somebody's house. Oh, is that right? So it's, you know, you pull in kind of like a side street, and there's a parking lot, and you see it looks like a house. <laughs> this oh, is it looks like somebody's house. And you walk yeah. in, it's a beautiful restaurant. And nice. You got the... Uh, and the best thing about it is the food. Well, yeah, the food. I'm so the atmosphere, and the wait staff is great, too. And uh, just... Uh, then you walk around the corner. There's the bar there, kind that. of out of the way. Oh, you no, want to sit and have a bar. cocktail, so it's a nice place. It's there not a go. dump. There you go, Doug. It's not a dump. Mm-hmm. Andrew's Steakhouse. <laughs> what? That need to be some sort of catchphrase for some Andrew's Steakhouse. Come for the food, God. but we're not a dump. We are not a dump. <laughs> that has legs. Uh, it's one sponsor that won't be renewed. <laughs> Yeah, they will. They know us. 2023 Kawasaki jet skis are now on clearance starting at $89.99 at Big St. Charles Motorsports. That's right, new. 2023 Kawasaki STX 160s are now only $89.99, down from an MSRP of $11,399. Don't miss out on savings of $2,400. Class-leading acceleration in advanced electronics. Come see us at Big St. Charles Motorsports today in St. Charles, Missouri. 2023 clearance Kawasaki inventory is limited here at Big St. Charles, so don't miss out. Price does not include manufacturer surcharge. Add $400 for cash purchase. Offer subject to change without notice. Some restrictions may apply. See salesperson for details. Big St. Charles Motorsports located on I-78 Cave Springs. It's BigStCharlesMotorsports.com. Doug, uh, we got a couple of callers here. Oh, have we? Uh, you want Eric in the Central West End or you want well, the Shrewsbury sure. Seat Sniffer? Yeah, well, Sneeze Sniffer the only one left. Oh, okay. Oh, no. All right. Hello, Shrewsy. Shrewsy. Doug, you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. Nice. Good. I, I had two quick cardinal takes, if oh. that's okay. Okay, sure. First of all, uh, you guys were talking about Friday giving Charlie Manuel an oatmeal bath. Mm-hmm. You remember that? <laughs> yes, correct. we were. And I don't think anybody like, called in to say whether they would, and that, that was like the question of the day, right? Yeah, it was an important question. Would you take an oatmeal bath with Charlie Manuel? <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say yes to that. Would you? That's my first take. Okay. Because I think his skin, you know, like an 80-year-old guy's skin would be kind of interesting to see up close. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use it like that. a comforter. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> my second take, I'm going to hang up and listen after it. I was okay. going to say, you know, in 2011 when they hired Matheny, Terry Francona was available, right? Yeah. Is that true? I believe they, interview- think- I believe they yeah. interviewed him as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Don't you think we would have won? We, you know, I'm part of the team. We would have won. At least one more World Series. Because I feel like Matheny, you know, like I listened to his podcast with Martin Kilcoin a couple weeks ago, and he admitted that in 2012 he felt really behind because he had only managed Chesterfield Little League. And he, he literally said that. And I Is that like, right, really? That, I'll have to listen to that interview. That team, like, had a window, whereas now this team is not very good. You know, Marmol, I don't know if, like, a Francona would make a difference. But back then, like, he had all those guys in their prime, and I feel like he kind of blew – at least two or three postseasons, and I think like 2013, he—I remember he took out Lynn, and then Seth Maness let up like a three-run homer in the fourth game, and we would have had a three-one, three-one series lead. And I just—well, they were up three-one on the Giants, and then lost the next three. Um, I, I can tell you this: people with the organization—I mean, I, I'm not speaking, of course, unanimously—but um, there are people with the organization who feel like that team could have won, slash, should have won at least one more world championship, and they do uh, flat-out say uh, that was on the manager. Uh, yeah, so. and I'm just shocked that Mo like, was so, I don't know, he's all about analytics, and he just hires Matheny when the team is like ready to win a couple more. And now we're like in this era where who knows if they're going to win, when the next time they're going to win. But anyway, I, I just wanted to give those takes. Uh, I got 
nothing else to say. I'll go drink some battery acid now, and I'll oh, see nice. you guys later. Oh, okay. okay. That's the Shrewsbury the seat sniffer. Yeah. He's going to spend some time on the seat if he's going to drink battery acid, I guess. Yeah, if you look at 2012, it went away. Doug Barry Zito got him. And then yeah. he went back to uh, San Curveball. Francisco. Was that Ryan Vogelsong and Matt Cain? Yeah, seems right. And then 2013, uh, they were bitten by David Ross and Johnny Gomes. Mm -hmm. And then David Ortiz uh, hit 780. Yeah, he seemed to hit a home run almost every time he was up. But they pitched around them really well. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. He barely got a pitch to hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 2014, Michael Waka thought his season was over and then appeared in a, a tie game against Travis Ishikawa, struck him out. No, he hit a home run. I got he something homered. different in front and of me. And I think you probably could have called that home run from about 65% of the fan <laughs> the base. The Tam Avenue Capital him. Partners were live betting the Giants like the Dickens in that moment. But Waka had a good downward plane. But That's that correct. was one of the more head-scratching Cardinal moments, I think, in my lifetime. If you go back and look at the position of the players in the ninth inning, uh, they were they were playing positions for the first time in their careers, I think. It was it was absolute anarchy in the ninth inning of that uh, NLC, that NLCS across the board was a mess. Now that one was I feel like if you were ranking the misses um, 2013-2012 would be ahead of 2014 from my standpoint I suppose it's all up in the air um, to get past the Dodgers was a shock in and of itself. That was the Matt Adams home run and then they were going wild in the Mound City. Mm-hmm. But to, to be up 3-1, going up against Barry Zito, and then I can't remember, I don't know if it was... Juan Marichal, maybe they finished? No, 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 In 2013, like Clay Buckles, who was kind of a mess, he started a game. He had Wainwright starting, and he gave up a home run to Gomes. Dave, or David Ross got a base hit. Either way, I don't know. They That just that was there for the taking, and, and they didn't get that one done. Either so that is the sense again. That's some people in the organization. That doesn't mean that's everybody. But uh, yeah, I can see where people are coming from on that. I'll have to listen to the interview. I'd be curious what he has to say about that. Some self-awareness and growth, I suppose, in those moments. Because I think he was. I think one of the things that kind of caused him to get sideways with the St. Louis sports media was he was very defensive because I think he was hypersensitive to the criticism of lacking experience. But that just was the way it was. There wasn't anything to be sensitive about. It was a real thing. But um, I, I can recall, you know, a person who everybody in our audience would know, and he got the job. And if I'm not mistaken, this person really thought that Terry Francona should have gotten the job and I guess had said something about it publicly or had voiced his opinion to John Mazalock. And Mike sent a text to this person and said, I am going to show you uh, just how good I can be as a manager, which is, you know, good, confidence and so on. But it's also one of the things, I don't know, maybe I'm off the mark on it, but it's one of those things that it's like, okay, criticism comes with being in the, it's just, it comes with the territory. And it's one of those things that if you're going to be picking at each thing that comes your way, you're not going to do real well under pressure. In my opinion, I could be off the mark on that. Um, well, that's something a lot of first-time managers have never dealt with, I'm sure. Having not managed a right. game beyond mm -hmm. Little League. Right, because you get it any, anywhere else, you're going to be blamed for things. 
and you just got to develop a thick skin or, you know, drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. But even the greatest managers of all time, the greatest managers the Cardinals ever had, Herzog, Larusa, Shanies, they faced intense criticism at times. But, you know, you got to shake it off. Francona would have been a fun, I mean, he's still managing the Guardians. That would have been a fun and hire. He was, he was, from my standpoint, was thrown under the bus, if you remember. I mean, you got to go back to 2011, but the Red Sox imploded. I think they were winning that division, and then they just blew it. That was that final night of baseball that was so famous. I think they gave up a walk-off to Longoria and the Rays, and and that knocked them out, and that was the John Lackey and who else was it? Josh Beckett were, like, in the clubhouse eating fried chicken and yeah. drinking beer or something like that, and it was like Francona lost the team, and it's Boston, so you you know, you know whack somebody automatically like it's the departed, and, and Francona was the one who went away, even though he had, you know, led that team to a world championship in 04 and 07, and they were positioned again, but, you know, people get angry real quickly, and they make a move that I would imagine they maybe felt like was with the benefit of hindsight one they missed out on but then at the same time i mean they've won two world championships since then albeit with two different managers if i'm not mistaken am i correct on that john farrell managed against the cardinals in 13 and terrell buckley managed yeah buckley was in there in the 18 world series against the uh, dodgers the chris sale world series Am I correct on that? Is my nurse available? I don't know where your nurse is today, Tim. 17 Astros, 18 Red Sox, 19 Nationals, 20 Dodgers, Dodgers. 21 Braves, Braves, 22 Astros. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the delicious list. I've always thought that baseball is far more a player's game than a manager's game. And I think the players would tell you that, too. When you're at the plate, it doesn't matter what who the manager is. You can either hit or you can't. Same as you're on the mound. You can either get the guy out with your pitches or you, or you can't, and there's not a whole lot the manager can do to help. You can't draw up a play to get you get you open or something. It's it's on the players. And the perfect example has always been Joe Torre, who couldn't win a, a thing in St. Louis. He went to New York, and now he's a Hall of Fame manager. It's the players. Yeah, he couldn't do anything wrong. Well, yeah, you're penciling Jeter in at short. Well, you yeah, had, yeah, had, had a whole got roster yeah. full of all-star players. Suddenly he's a genius of a manager. You can be the best manager ever, and if you don't have the players, you're not going anywhere. I wonder, because a lot of guys who played for Whitey Herzog and a lot of guys who played for Tony La Russa rave about them, and I don't know how those two guys would do managing now. I realize La, La Russa was managing, uh, you know, just last year, but that was a different set of circumstances. It was kind of anarchy last year. He was ill, and that was a different deal. But how those guys would do if they had a front office telling them what they had to do with the lineup, I mean, from my standpoint, and maybe it's nostalgia overriding my memory, but you had a good idea of who was going to be in the lineup, you know, during the 1980s with the Cardinals. La Russa would certainly mix and match in the bullpen and so on and so forth, but... I guess what I'm getting at is if you have a young player and the young player feels like if they has a bad game that he could get yanked the next day from the starting spot, I wonder what that does from a confidence standpoint. Yeah. I think probably that's what a really good manager does. It just gives everybody confidence that he's not going to hurt you. Yeah. To, to have a really good manager, I think you go out there thinking that, well, at least that's taken care of. But the players still have to do it, obviously. But I think it would give you a lot more confidence to have a 
a, a manager who's been there and done that and won something? Uh, preach, Doug. Too much manager talk. That's from the 314. Yeah. Guys, Francona's buddy was the president of Cleveland side the inside track, but it should have been Francona. Uh, that's from the 314. Ask Jackson, try going straight from HD2 Little League to the HD1 Texters. That's from the birthday hawk. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's the big leagues, baby. Yeah. You've learned a lot, no doubt, through that yeah. experience. Yeah. Cut yeah. my teeth in HD2 and then yeah. took my talents to getting harassed by the HD1 texters. Yeah, if I'm a veteran manager, I ain't touching the Cardinals' job with a 50-foot pole. Why? Most guys would love to manage Because you don't only actually have control. Look at what showed. He tried to actually have a little control over the roster that was given to him, and he was fired. Yeah, there is that. Regardless of what you want to say, what's true, what's not true, he didn't want to play Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung went, needed to play, and that was that. Like, the, so, I, I don't... You think an old-school guy going to come and have Moselock coming in and ask God after a two-hour <laughs> sauna session? Oh, hey, I think uh, this guy needs to start at first. No, nobody's listening oh. to that ass. So well, I, I think it's just, yeah. I, I think that's probably why that's probably why we get first-time <laughs> managers after La Russa because I don't think anybody has much respect and wants to play well, or wants to else, manage here. You have to, take into, you have to take into consideration the fact the job pays, the job pays a couple million dollars a year. So anyone who's not currently working as a manager, yes, they'll take it. Yeah, but if you're coming in there with handcuffs on and having to go, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, I'll play this guy. They'll okay, take it for a couple call. million. I don't think there could be a lot of managers that have the experience and have other job opportunities. I don't think Ollie Marmol had a lot of job opportunity going into the Cardinal managerial no, position. him probably not. Biggie is taking a picture. Doug's hot take gloves. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, Plowsy just really sports the table. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, why would I? I'd rather go to a team, maybe even a lesser team, but at least have full control of what I can do. You don't have control here. Well, maybe not. Uh, I, I wonder if the lesser teams are the same way, though. If everybody, if every team in the league is facing the same thing now. Maybe. Send your emails in for our design air heating and cooling email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, design Air is online at DesignAirService.com. We had a high next week uh, on Monday, I saw, in, at 102. Whoa. But then it dropped, and now it's a high of 89. I have no idea. This forecast is moving quick and fast. And well, hurry. <clears throat> I uh, gave my forecast and said it's going to be high 80s, and they just switched it by 15 degrees. So. Wow, look at that. Iggy's moving things. Uh, he's moving the markets. Yeah. Design Air Heating and Cooling. If you run into any issues with your air conditioning, go online at designairservice.com and work with the best. And that's Seth Goldcamp and his team, Design Air Service. Dot com. Seth's great-grandfather, grandfather, father, and now he and his family operate Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's a legacy business, 314, excuse me, designairservice.com. Just go online at designairservice.com and click on the Book Now tab. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. We'll close out the Mug and Ask St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota 7 o'clock hour. It's 828 in St. Louis. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.